Good morning, everybody. And thank you for having me again here today. I am really pleased to be here, especially in this first Sunday of the year. And for a very big celebration, like the Epiphany. It is the Epiphany that put we non-Jews into celebrating the Christmas. It is the epiphany that tells the meaning of the universal salvation from Jesus Christ. And today, I will try to explain this epiphany in biblical terms as I welcome everybody into the new year. Also, our brothers and sisters that are following us online. I want, to, I want us to go back through the lines of Genesis. If you go to Genesis from the beginning, God said, let there be light, and there was light. Let the ocean separate from the ground, and it happened. Oh. I forget to ask for the other one. Forgive me. Is everybody hearing me now? Yeah. Okay. I'm not used to standing one place while I'm preaching. Bad habit. In the book of Genesis, God directed things and they will happen. Let there be light and there was light. Let there be trees on the ground after the, the water separated from the ground, and it happened. Let there be fishes in the ocean, and it happened. God was directing these things, and he said, let us make man in our image, and they did so. They made us man and woman, Adam and Eve. The point I'm driving at is Genesis was recorded by our brother Moses. Moses wrote five books according to the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and the direction of God. He wrote the book of Genesis, Exodus, uh, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. But the point here is throughout Genesis, in the story of creation, Moses was not there. When God was saying, let there be light, Moses was not there. When God was saying, let darkness separate from the light, and there was day and there was night, there was no human being there. These things Moses was recording was told to him by God. Why is it important that God will let Moses put this thing down? According to him, so that the generations to come will know who they are and how they come to be. But the issue here is, God does not involve human beings in the creation of the universe. No. The only thing he did was to put human beings in charge. 
Now, when sin came into the world, if you go, God decided to bring salvation to the sinful world. The first thing he did was to destroy the wicked generation of Noah and save the Noah and his family. From there, they, the children of Noah had, the children of Noah who were saved started multiplying and from the line of Seth, Abraham was born. Abraham came from Or in Chaldea, in Mesopotamia. And this Or of Chaldea still exists today in Iraq. And they still speak Aramia. Aramia. But God separated Abraham because he has a purpose. And he gave him a son. Isaac got Jacob, and from Jacob, he started building a nation where this prince of salvation will come from. When Israel went to Egypt with his 12 children, they grew into a nation there under severe condition, but they were, busy, they were growing until they were liberated by God himself and he appointed Moses to take them home. A land they don't know anything about. Only that he promised Abraham he will give him this land. And then they came and occupied the land of Canaan where Israel exists from today, until today. And then he opened the eyes of the prophets they started prophesying that a Messiah will be born. Like we see, the Hebrew scripture recorded all the prophecies that we are given about the born of the Messiah. He will come from Judea. He will be from the tribe of Benjamin. He will be from the, from the a descendant of David. And then, he chose Mary. Joseph wanted to marry Mary to build a home because God had favor in Mary. He said to Joseph, not too fast. Wait, I have a mission to, for this lady. After that, you can go, you can become a family you wanted. And Jesus was born. What I'm trying to say is, God did not involve any human being in creating the earth. We were told about it. But when it came to salvation, after sin, after the fall of Adam and Eve, God put man in the center of it. Everything God did to bring salvation to earth was through the same man and woman that have sinned. And that's why Jesus was born not as a spirit. He was born in human form. Because he wants you and me to be at the center. 
of our own salvation. He worked it out. He established it through Jesus Christ. The joyous thing about today is not because the prophecies in the Hebrew scripture were fulfilled. No. The joyous thing today is Jesus made himself a universal savior. It is not, he's not a savior for only the Jews. The wise men were not Hebrews. They were not Jews. These three kings or wise men who came to visit Jesus were Gentiles. God gave the revelation to the prophets. He also told the Hebrew shepherds that Jesus is born. They went, the shepherds went and greeted him. They found him. But then the same revelation he gave to the Jews also came to me and you through the wise men. That they too set up to find this man, this new king that was born. It became a thing of joy for me and you. That Jesus Christ is not just, I hear people say, yeah, he's Jewish. No. The epiphany is a clear indication that the salvation that Jesus brought to the earth is for you and is for me. Because the same revelation that we are giving to the Jews, we are also giving to the Gentiles. And they came, that surprised, according to what we read from Matthew, when these three men came and said, there is a king we are looking for. We saw the stars. It surprised the Jewish leaders. Then they know whatever Jesus has come to do on earth is not only in the Israel territory. The salvation of God, according to Epiphany, has come to everywhere, every nation, every home. It is the salvation that is given to Europeans. It is the salvation that is given to Americans. It is the salvation that is given to the Asians. It is salvation that is given to the Russians. It is salvation that is given to Africans. We are one united family in the salvation of God because the revelation of God is not limited to any tribe or any nation. And that is our joy today, that we are authentic in our worship of God. We have not borrowed it from anybody except by the power of your Holy Spirit. Therefore, it is only our duty to work out our own salvation, according to Philippi, with fears and trembling. But it's a joyous thing for us to remember that we are freed by God. If your mind is telling you for any reason that you are not free, your mind is deceiving you. According to Jesus Christ, the salvation that came to earth to clean the power of sin is for you and very authentically for you. That's our joy. That is the power of the salvation that Jesus has brought to all of us. If you are a Muslim and you repent and believe in Jesus Christ, automatically it's yours. Because he said, to those that believe, 
Now these are the people that has given the power to be the children of God. As many as believed. Not as many as we are born in Israel. No. Not as many as we are born in Bethlehem. No. As many as believe, no matter where you are, where you come from, you are authentically a child of God and should benefit from the freedom, spiritual freedom that Jesus has brought to earth. I titled this sermon, Emancipation Proclamation. I don't know if we can find it. And with that, I want to tell you a story of what happened exactly today, 2nd January in 1865. That is almost, to be precise, 157 years today. On 2nd January 1865, There was a farm in Georgia. That time Georgia was a little town. And this farm owner had slaves. At that time there was slave trade. You can buy slaves, they work for you. It's the norm of life that time. The slaves working for this man in his farm sometimes also produce children. And one boy, the son of a slave, has the duty of going to the city every morning to buy newspaper for his master. Every morning he bought him a small bike. He will bike like three or four kilometers to the city and buy newspaper for the master. He does that every morning. And because slaves we are not allowed to read and to write, but this boy had an opportunity of going to buy newspaper every morning. He know the particular newspaper that the master reads, and every morning he bike to where they are selling newspaper, he bought it, clip it on his bike and come home. So every time he starts, when he buy the newspaper, I'm trying to walk away again. He will be looking at the paper, and from there, he started learning how to read. But he kept it to himself. Every morning, he will get the paper, he will look at the headline, and try to understand what the paper is saying. On 31st December, 1864, The Parliament of America passed law that slavery is abolished. Everybody is free, no more slave trade. And on January 1, 1865, Abraham Lincoln, the president, signed it into law. That slave trade is over. As far as United States is concerned, everybody 
is a free man and free citizen. And on 2nd January 1865, this boy went to buy newspaper. I'm actually tied down here. He went to buy newspaper. And the newspaper that the master usually read, he picked it up and he saw this title on the front of the newspaper, Emancipation Proclamation. Wow, that's a very big word for this boy to understand. Emancipation Proclamation. The salvation is for everybody. There is no more slave and there is no more free bond. This boy couldn't understand this big grammar. So he went down to the detail to see if he can understand what the paper is saying. And he realized that the slave trade has been abolished. And because he doesn't know the name of the newspaper, the name of that this, what he buys every day is newspaper, he called it the book. So every time in the morning he said, I'm going to buy the book for the master. When this boy saw this news, he put the, the newspaper at the back of his bike, clipped it there, and he started running home with joy. The kind of joy we are having today. And when we, whichever farm he came to, while riding home, he saw slaves walking there. He will stop and shout to them, emancipation, exclamation. What, what, what is this boy, what is this nigger saying? Is he crazy? He said, no, emancipation, proclamation, you are free. They asked him, where did you hear that? From the book. These things, we find it from the book and it's authentic. And he will move on riding again. He will meet another farm and he will see slaves walking on the farm. He will stop again and shout to them, emancipation proclamation. You are free. These things this boy did until he got home. When he got home, he took the newspaper and God put it on his master's table. He went straight to the farm where the people are, are, are walking. He shouted to them, emancipation proclamation. Are you drunk? He said, no. It's in the book. And the more after saying that, he went straight to his room, packed his things without the permission of anybody. He packed his things, put it on the bike, and started going away from the farm as a free person. Now the issue here is, brothers and sisters, there were people in those farms who thought freedom just like that? This must be a joke. We just got freedom 
Just like that? Oh no, it's not possible. They doubted it. And even though they were freed by the law, they lived in that farm working as slaves. And they died in that farm as slaves. Even though there is a law that have established their freedom, they didn't believe it. Because they thought it's very simple. They didn't know it's a long process of work by honest men, honest men, by people who believe in humanity until he got to the time of signing by Abraham Lincoln, it was a very long process. America even fought war because of that. And that is exactly what today is representing. Don't think the salvation that you have is cheap and therefore you shouldn't believe it. If you have guilt in your mind about anything, tell God, but you are free. Amen? You are free. Don't let anything deceive you. Don't let any circumstance put you down. If God doesn't want the Gentiles to be free, he would have not revealed himself to us. We are free as much as the Jews who believe in God are free. Nobody should intimidate you. I was invited to a conference one day, and after preaching, somebody came to me and said to me, tell me, are you a Roman Catholic priest? I said, why? He said, no, I just want to know because the way you are preaching. I said, don't intimidate me. What is the difference? A priest is a, a priest. Whether he is a priest in anti-meridium of the clock or he is a priest in the post-meridium, he is a, a priest. A Christian is a Christian. Except that we must work out our salvation with fear and trembling. The difference is that there are people who enter the church but they are not Christians. But as long as you believe, as long as you trust in God, you are free. Your mistake doesn't mean you are not free. No. Your mistake shows you are a human. And as far as the salvation of God is concerned, he is not changing his mind. Whatever made Jesus to come in, God to send his only son to come into the earth and he died, that thing is very serious to God. The freedom that we are enjoying today, Israel, you must exercise it from all conscience. Don't let any situation run you down. God, Jesus came, he died for you in the same way he died for everybody else. And that is our joy. And that is our hope that in the last day, no matter what, we will meet him and remain with him because he died for us in Jesus' name. Let us pray.
Father, we thank you for counting us worthy. We the Gentiles, not of the Jewish community, to have share in the salvation that you have brought to earth. Today, every nation, every tribe, and every culture that confesses your love and believe in your son, Jesus Christ, is freed. May this freedom remain with us all the days of our life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us uh, decree together. Can we please stand? <clears throat> Do you believe and trust in God the Father who made all things? We believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in his son Jesus Christ who redeemed the world? We believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in his Holy Spirit who gives life to his, to people of God? We believe and trust in him. This is the faith of the church. This is our faith. We believe and trust in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.